0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Eight eight friends meet for their monthly couples brunch. But what starts as an impromptu therapy session and airing of the grievances takes a sudden and catastrophic turn when the city falls victim to a mysterious attack. Trapped in their homes, uh, in the in their house, uh, unsure of their fates, these seemingly normal people become increasingly unhinged to hilarious and surprisingly revealing results. It's a Disaster is truly a fast-paced comedy with a nice dramatic flair in it uh, to kind of push the story along and to push the characters into some even more hilarious situations. We're joined today by the director... Of It's a Disaster, Todd Berger. Todd, welcome to Film School.
1: Uh, Thank you for having me. Writer-director, okay? Why don't you be be clear?
0: Okay, writer-director, okay. Writer-director, Todd Berger. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, terrific. And, um, well, welcome. And tell us a little bit about uh, where this story for It's a Disaster came from
1: sure i also have a cameo in the movie as well yes i movie. was i guess. was are, are you the next door neighbor you're
0: the neighbor i was gonna thank you you, you beat me to that yes. question yeah you were the neighbor but, I, okay <laughs> but i kid uh, <laughs> no. so basically
1: the story all came from uh, i was reading an article about uh night of the living dead the mm-hmm. george romero zombie movie from mm-hmm. the 1960s and how the producers forgot to renew the copyright for it in the 70s, so it's public domain. You can do anything you want with Night of the Living Dead. So I thought it would be really funny to take Night of the Living Dead, keep all of the zombie footage, but then shoot a bunch of new footage in black and white uh, of a bunch of couples getting together for board game night in 1968, (laughs) and then there's a zombie attack, (laughs) and basically create a whole new movie stealing all this zombie footage. Then I watched Night of the Living Dead and I realized how hard that would be uh, to fake 1960s 16mm film. Mm-hmm. So I abandoned that idea, but I still like the concept of, oh, a bunch of couples get together for you know a dinner party and then something horrible happens outside. So I shifted my focus to this uh, concept of a, a, bo- a bunch of bombs go off and maybe it's like a... Terrorist attack, maybe it's a Red Dawn type invasion, who knows? Yeah, uh, yeah, but a bunch of people are trapped in a house together, and it's a comedy.
0: It is a comedy. Hey, kids, what better way to kick off a comedy than a dirty bomb? And, uh, yeah, and y- you, you mentioned I read in the press notes that, that you'd after seeing tw- uh, 2000 or 2012, however they say it. And I, I think you, like I, want those two hours of my life back. Um, but I thank, yeah. God you've, thank, thank God you've taken that negative energy and turned it into something very positive. Um,
1: well, it's funny that enough, uh, you know, enough disaster movies have come out now in the last, you know, 20 years. Yeah. And even now into the, into the world movies, but we're also used to the tropes the, of these movies that we're able to make fun of them, like, we're able to satirize. It's an entire genre that we're all so familiar with. Like, we all know there's going to be a scene in the movie where everyone looks for supplies, you know? And we all know there's going to be the scene in the movie where one person kind of loses it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so because we're so used to that, it's kind of easy to poke
0: fun at it. It's great. And one of the keys to the success of It's a Disaster... Uh, which, by the way, is opening tonight, uh, April 12th, at the Los Feliz Three Theaters, and you're going to be there for a Q&A tonight? And...
1: yeah, all weekend. All weekend. Uh, tonight, there's a 7 o'clock and a 940 that I, along with several cast members, will be in attendance. Yeah. And then tomorrow, all day, every screening. Nice. Uh, and then Sunday, I believe, 7 o'clock and 940 again. So if you have any questions... Or if you want to punch me in the face, feel free. Come by.
0: <laughs> you don't. Yes, uh, I I doubt that part will happen. But it'd be it's fun. And and by the way, uh, I think I'll just uh, interject here that I, this sounds like a a real testament to the ensemble work uh, that you were able to get from your your actors, in that they're willing to come down, you know, pitch in for the for the good of uh, the the common good here to get this uh, film off to a great start. Uh, I think that says a lot about. Uh, the yeah, they're
1: moving. all you know. They're all big fans of the movie, and you know, and you never know. Like when you're an actor, you never know what you're shooting. You never know if it's going to be Citizen Kane or it's going to be
0: yeah.
1: you know or the worst and thing ever. Yeah, yeah,
0: or 2012. <laughs> Uh Well, well, so I, luckily
1: no. they they all like the movie and are more than happy to support it.
0: Yeah, I, I want to say one of the strengths of the film is. Very sharp writing and defining eight characters we 've got to as an audience we 've got to kind of identify and be able to uh, you know understand uh these people and in a very very short period of time, you do a great job uh, of establishing them as individuals. And their relationship to one another, and that's a testament to yourself and also to the actors involved. But uh, nice writing and getting and and they they are not characters. That's another nice thing about the film is they don't come off uh, like just like oh I know this guy. You 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 have a right. Uh, you've developed a, a nice uh, a body of uh, uh, I mean you've got a nice uh, um, nuanced uh, writing and in, in that we get to know who these people are. Uh, as well,
1: what, when I was writing the script, I knew I wanted there to be eight characters because I knew I wanted four different couples of four four different kinds of relationships. Mm-hmm. And so I started writing it, and I was thinking, well, how do I differentiate these eight people? I don't want them to all just sound like me. You know, I don't want them to all sound like the same character. And then it hit me because this is a movie about finding out there's something horrible, finding out you may be dead in the next few hours.
0: Right.
1: I decided to base each of the characters on one of the stages of grief. Mm-hmm. You know, when you find out you're going to die, you go through denial, shock, guilt, bargaining, acceptance. And I took each of the characters and I had one of those stages kind of be their core belief once they find out there's a disaster. Mm -hmm. So one of them goes into shock. One of them goes into denial. One of them becomes very angry. And then I took that and kind of worked out and said, well, what kind of person would go into denial, you know, upon hearing that a bomb's been set off? What kind of person would go into shock? yeah and that really helped me when I was writing the characters.
0: How long did it take uh to put the script together? Was this it...
1: the The first draft was pretty quick because I mean you know the whole movie's set in one location. Right. there's no action to write. you know there's no card chases there's no there's not even any descriptions you have to write in the screenplay because once you describe a room, you describe it yeah, and all you have to ever do again is say they're back in the kitchen. We know what the kitchen looks like. <laughs> So it's really a lot of dialogue, and I, I, you know, did the first draft in probably two or three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just holed up in my office and just wrote for two or three days straight. But then I, of course, did a lot of rewriting. You know, once we got actors involved and producers involved, you know, you meet with people and you talk about it. But the very first draft, I, I, I did pretty quick.
0: Well, and, it, and, and just to, from a writer's perspective, from of uh, this of the script. You've given yourself uh, a break by not having to shoot it as a filmmaker, not to shoot it a lot of different locations. But you've also set yourself kind of a high high bar. The challenge is is to make that interesting, and they're all cl- they're exactly. all this, and so so, and that comes from the acting, from the interaction uh, of the of the characters, believability, the reveals, all of that stuff. And, and this and it, and it's it is really truly a funny film with a lot of insight, and and as and for me the uh, the ability to bring in an increasing sense of dread into the into the proceedings a realization that this isn't some kind of horrible hoax uh is really fuels the the, the depth of the characters and and their ability to communicate that
1: well and sound is crucial you know when yeah. we
0: mm-hmm.
1: when we first you know we shot the movie and then we had a rough cut of the movie but we we had no sound design so it was just you know quiet outside this house but Really, the whole disaster is told through sound because, yeah. you know, you, the audience, is with these characters, these characters don't know what's going on. Right. And if you're trapped inside of a house during a disaster and you don't know what's going on, uh, if your television's not working and your radio's not working, all you can do is hear stuff in the distance. Yeah. And so we did a whole separate movie, basically, is happening outside this house, all told through sound. Yeah and you know we've had to work very closely with sound designers to make sure that there's always this kind of ominous feeling going on that these characters could hear and and you could hear but was never on screen because we don't have that kind of money
0: right well you you got you've got the sounds of the sirens going by and just kind of creeps in and becomes incre- it increases as the film pro- progresses i've got a little bit of, right. uh, of jets it, flying over and yeah yeah no it's it's well done that and way. in the
1: first the first the first the movie the first 30 minutes kind of the characters aren't noticing that there's a lot of sirens because we all you know we're all we all hear sirens all the time but every now and then there's like a lot of sirens and you start to wonder like what's going on
0: yeah yeah
1: and the joke of this movie is that no one really notices or cares that there's a lot of sirens (laughs) and uh no one's really checking into it
0: we're speaking with uh, Todd Berger he's the director of the new film It's a disaster starts today uh, April uh, 12 2013 It will be screening at the Las Velas three theaters a beautiful really a nice little theater uh, right off of I think it's right off Las Velas am I am I crazy it's,
1: it's on uh, yeah it's on Vermont Vermont that's, uh, that's right. and and Las Velas and mm-hmm. Las Velas
0: and you'll be there uh, as well as uh, various cast members uh, tonight, all, through the weekend, tonight and tomorrow and Sunday. Yes. Yeah.
1: Nice. Yes. All weekend, all weekend.
0: All Come week. Yeah. Um, now, uh, in terms of, I, I read up and on, in the press notes, it, you shot this in 14 days. That's a brutal schedule. It had to be.
1: Yeah. It was real quick. Um, yeah I mean it was on one hand it was easy because we had only had one location so yeah. we never had to move base camp we never had to get in our cars and go anywhere. Yeah. We always just showed up to the same place every day but yeah 14 days is not long and and we only had the house from 7 a.m to 7 pm every day so we really had to my cinematographer Nancy Schreiber and I we really had to be on a very tight schedule and uh, we had a very good you know staff ad staff and everybody was very everybody knew this the school the the score everyone knew we have 12 hours to do this so we're not going to screw around and we only have 14 days because half of our actors are flying away to go do other things um and and but so everybody knew you know the score and um But it was still a lot of fun, too, you know? Oh, yeah. And because everybody was having such a good time.
0: Well, now, you had worked with a number of these actors before in an improv group, right?
1: Yes. Uh, So three of the guys in the movie, the guys who are not David Cross, basically. David (laughs) Cross is in the movie. And then the other three guys, Blaze Miller, Jeff Grace, and Kevin Brennan, we're all in a comedy group together called The Vacationeers. and. We used to perform live shows, actually in Las Vilas, um, at a, a, a club called Tangier, which is now Korean barbecue. Mm-hmm. But we used to do live shows, and we would also make funny little web videos. Yes. And we made a feature back in 2009 called The Seamsters. Mm-hmm. And and now we, you know, we became friends of uh, with Julia Stiles through a mutual acquaintance, and you know, hung out with her. And then when I wrote this movie. Uh, we sent it to her and said, hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to be in this? And she read it and was like, yeah, sure. And once she got on board, then we were able to go get some other cast members and some more money, and next thing you knew, we were shooting the movie.
0: Yeah. And, and uh, did you did you guys do a, a fair amount of rehearsals going into uh, to the shoot?
1: No, not really. We didn't have any time or luxury. Half of the cast lived in New York, mm. and we didn't really have the time to – you know, add extra days onto the production for rehearsal. So I met with everyone individually to talk about their characters. I I told all of the couples in the movie to go on a date, like go do something that your couple would actually do just so you guys get to know each other a little better. So once you show up to the set, you have the upper hand because Mm -hmm. your characters are supposed to know each other very well.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, And then we had a table read on like Friday, and then we're shooting on Monday. Wow. And the only rehearsal we really got to do were... When we were lighting, you know, before, right before we shot, we would rehearse it a couple times and talk about it, and then we would shoot it. Um,
0: well, everybody's. So act- go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, I was going to say that's a testament to the actors, you know, of how they just really brought it. Yeah. And I think they did a great job.
0: Yeah, they did. And I was going to say, everybody's sharp, uh, and, and well defined. Um, uh, now you mentioned Julia, who who has really fashioned herself quite a, a an interesting career. She really has. She's uh, most recently we know her from Silver Linings Playbook, uh, but others, just really a strong. Uh, David Cross is terrific. He's obviously Mister Show, and he's he's got a great pedigree for comedy. And I think he he really um, underplays in, in the comedic aspects of his character to great effect for the end of the film, which I'm not going to say anything more yeah. about, you know. Um,
1: no, when I first met with David, he was excited. You know, he read the script and he really liked it and he signed up and he said, I'm, I'm excited about this because I get to play a normal guy. I'm, I play the straight man. You know, yeah. He's like, I never get offered parts like this. I, I often get offered the crazy, kooky character, but I don't really get to play the normal guy. And And so, he was, he was jazzed to play it and I think he did a great job. And, um, and there, I'm not, I won't say much, but there may or may, may not be a fun twist at the end of the movie that um, mm. the, the, that has only helped because of his ded- dedication to being a straight man.
0: Yeah. I, again, yeah. I, and I think that even this, the, and run out and see it's a disaster, you'll know more precisely what we're talking about here, but. It's it, it, it's uh it's that it's even playing that last few that last scenes those last couple of scenes, uh, the fact that they were able to play off of one another and he's able to deliver his lines uh even though he's being sort of attacked if you will, uh the way he was right. able to play it all of them it's just terrific I, I really and again um I I it's. The uh, the bane of most comedies is they're funnier at the beginning than they are at the end, and you're sort of, sort of worn down by the time most comedies are are over with. This one gets better and better as it goes along, and I think that's just a part. I mean, that's a, that's the strength of the film for me, uh, and and all that we've talked about the writing and the, and the acting in it, as well as the direction, by the way. So uh, no, it's, I, I really can't recommend this highly enough. It's uh, um. Uh, Thank thank you. Congratulations on it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you're you're welcome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh unfortunately, uh, Todd, we've just sort of ran out of real estate here. I've got to get going, but uh it's you're you're there tonight at the Las Vegas Three, uh to uh, with cast members, luminaries, uh from it's a disaster, and we'll be there all weekend and uh all the best on this and I, I assume you've got some other stuff in the hopper. Um
1: yeah, yeah, I have a couple scripts that I've written. I have a project with like the Jim Henson Company that Brian Henson's going to direct, Terrific. R-rated puppet movie, and that's pretty exciting. And then I'm uh, I'm developing another script with the guys from It's a Disaster. So hopefully we'll be able to shoot that later this year or early next year.
0: Well, wonderful. Well, I'm uh, well. Thank you and congratulations. And uh, see it tonight. Los Feliz and uh, Los Feliz Three, right off. of, You said Vermont in Los Feliz. I, it's a that's a yeah, nice Vermont. little that's a nice little area of Los Angeles. That whole um, there's nice oh, yeah. cafes and bookstores and it's pretty cool. So hang out, make an evening of it. Uh, Todd, yeah, Bur- go get some
1: coffee. It'll be great. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and meet the directors and the cast. So uh, it's a disaster. Uh, congratulations and uh, well, thanks for coming on Film School. Thanks for having me. By the way, you are you're the best neighbor, uh, uh, disaster neighbor uh, I've ever seen in a movie. I thought I thought your role, your 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 <laughs> cameo was just terrific. The way you kind of turned on on everything, and it, it, it was fun. I really enjoyed your your Thanks. your cameo. All right, well we'll see you, we'll see you again soon. Thanks, Todd. All
1: right, thank you very much. All right, bye bye.